to Faith Talk with Anita. Thank you for joining me on the journey. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I am grateful for you. As I record this, we have just a week left of Lent. And my topic today is, I think, perfect for a Lenten reflection. Christianity has many laws, rules, and regulations that we are expected to adhere to in order to remain in right relationship with the Church. Our Catholic Lenten regulations are just one example of that. Sometimes it seems that we spend more of our time and effort focused on these laws and rules than we do on our relationship with God. But Jesus stressed just the opposite. And that's what I want to talk about today. My inspiration for this faith talk was a quote by the late Pope Benedict XVI. He said, Being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. Isn't that beautiful? Very thought-provoking. I must admit, I have not read a lot of Pope Benedict's works, but I love this statement. When I was working in ministry, I often used this quote in my adult and teen faith formation and sacramental prep classes. Let me repeat it for you. Being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. In contrast with this statement, many Christians put more emphasis on obedience to and compliance with church rules than on relationship. They judge Christian goodness, their own and others, by their adherence to the rules. Are we doing all the right things? Are we good enough? As if we can earn our way into the kingdom by our actions. But being Christian doesn't come from doing all the right things. Following church law does not equal strong faith. One doesn't actually need to know or do anything. Being Christian comes down to relationship. As Pope Benedict said, being Christian is the result of an encounter with the person of Jesus. Being Christian simply requires one to enter into relationship with God through Christ. Now, officially, baptism makes us a member of the church. But being a Christian, actually living a Christian life, comes through that personal relationship with Christ. 
And Pope Benedict reminds us it is precisely that relationship which gives our life direction and purpose, not how well we follow rules. Jesus spent his entire ministry trying to teach us this truth. My intent with this faith talk is to invite us all to give ourselves permission to question the laws, rules, and regulations the bishops and other church leaders have put in place. Let's allow ourselves to relax a bit and rest in our loving relationship with Christ and not be so anxious about the rules. If we're honest with ourselves, we will realize that all our church laws, rules, and regulations are simply the lofty ideas of church leaders throughout the centuries. Jesus didn't write our church rules and laws. Men did. Look, there are church rules that I follow, to be sure. I find them to be helpful in strengthening my faith and deepening my relationship with God. But there are also some church rules that I don't see the need for. I see them simply as man-made rules that are ineffective, that don't really do anything for me faith-wise. To my mind, they're more about being obedient to the church than they are about loving God. Over the centuries, many church laws were established to control the laity rather than to help them with their faith. I believe relationship with God must always stand above any church rule or regulation. And as we read in scripture, Jesus thought the same. I know this might be frustrating and controversial for some Christians who believe that following all the rules and doing all the right things is necessary for salvation. I respect that. But let's step back and remember what Jesus said. Now, we remember that Jesus and his first followers were all Jewish and Judaism was centered around the law of Moses. So living faithfully to the law was a fundamental part of being Jewish. Doing all the right things was essential for them. But although Jesus respected the law and knew it to have value, he also knew that the law was made for humans, not humans for the law. He knew that following laws was appropriate when it led to a stronger relationship with God. But it certainly was not his primary focus. Jesus did not see it necessary or appropriate to follow laws for law's sake, as many people in his time did, and, I will say, as many people still do today. The purpose of church laws and rules should 
always be to help deepen our relationship with God. If they don't do that, if they actually push people away from the church, which some laws do, what good are they? In Matthew's Gospel, we're told that Jesus' disciples picked grain on the Sabbath. The Pharisees complained to Jesus and reminded him that it was unlawful to pick grain on the Sabbath. But Jesus reminded them of the words of the prophet Hosea. It is love that I desire, not sacrifice, and knowledge of God rather than holocausts. With these words, Jesus appears to be moving his followers in the direction of relationship with God above the law. Jesus was giving us a new way of living the covenant. The story of the rich young man in Matthew's Gospel demonstrates Jesus' emphasis on relationship as the primary importance in life. The man asked Jesus what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus began by reminding the man of the law. But the man continued to press him about this, telling him that he observed all the laws. So, Jesus said, If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come, follow me. In this story, we see that Jesus clearly saw the value of the law, but he also knew that the law alone does not lead us to salvation. Jesus instructed the man to take care of the poor, show compassion for others, and then follow him. Jesus invited this young man into relationship. To be sure, being a part of Jesus' community means, above all else, living in right relationship with other people and following the Messiah, not just following the rules. Two other famous teachings of Jesus that speak to a higher value on love and compassion over lawful action are the Golden Rule and the Greatest Commandment. In each, Jesus speaks of the law, but makes it clear that a loving relationship is what fulfills all the laws. Jesus said, Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. And when asked which was the greatest commandment, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. So, 
Jesus did indeed appreciate the law, but he seems to be saying that the value of the law rests firmly on how it leads us into relationships with God and other people. That should be the goal of all our Christian laws as well. Just like Judaism, Christianity is centered around laws, rules, and regulations. Certainly, at times over its history, the church has been very legalistic, and church leaders expected near perfection from the laity, which caused great trouble and heartache for them. And even today, many people experience hardship trying to live faithfully to church laws. I used to work with people who had heard God's call and wanted to join the church to enter into a deeper relationship with God. But there are a lot of laws that pertain to entrance into the church, especially for those who have been divorced and remarried. The Catholic Church employs oodles of canon lawyers who spend their careers working on these laws. People who want to join the church are required to jump through these legal hoops. The annulment process can be very long and grueling. So this is not just a simple thing we are asking of these people. I often felt sorry for them and a bit embarrassed that they were being treated that way when all they wanted to do was join the church and live as followers of Christ in our faith community. The main issue I have is that non-baptized people are required to get an annulment if they have been divorced and remarried before they can be baptized. How can one annul a sacrament if that person has never been Christian, so has never entered into a sacrament to begin with? It just doesn't make sense to me. Another church law I think needs to be reconsidered concerns the ordination of women and married people. Right now, the church is having to close parishes because we don't have enough priests. But it seems that it is more important to the bishops to hold on to the law which limits ordination to single celibate men than to ensure we will have enough priests to celebrate the Eucharist each Sunday. They are putting this law above celebration of the Eucharist, which should be of primary importance. They are choosing to close parishes and put more restrictions on the laity rather than extend the right of ordination to women and married people. I don't agree. I also believe the bishops put far too many regulations on reception of the Eucharist. I have an entire faith talk which addresses this topic. Episode 15, Communion as a Tool for Political Warfare. You can find it on YouTube. And just think about all the families who have been destroyed because of the church's stance on homosexuality. Parents have disowned their own children because they thought it was against their religious beliefs. 
that is sad to me. I think the church needs to be more proactive in their support of the LGBTQ community so as not to put families in this situation in the first place. Relationship above law, love above everything. Look, as I've been saying, rules are appropriate and necessary if they help us strengthen our relationship with God. That is their primary purpose. Any large organization, like the church, needs structure. And part of that is rules. But if any rule or law doesn't move us into a deeper relationship with God, then I think it's lost its purpose. And there are many church laws and rules that hurt people and push people away from the church and their faith in God. I've seen this personally many times, and it has brought me to tears. It's just wrong. And it makes me mad. I would love to see our bishops living more as our good shepherds, teaching and leading like Jesus did, stressing relationship over rules. After all, Christianity was formed to be a community of faithful believers living in community, striving to love and care for one another as Jesus did for us. I'm not saying that our actions don't matter. They do. And Jesus was clear on that. But the actions he stressed were those that build and strengthen relationships. His main focus was on how we treat one another, how we love one another, and how we love God. Again, I know we need rules and laws, but sometimes I think we place too much weight on them, which overrides our love and compassion for people. Isn't it time to relax the laws and be gentle with each other? I'm not saying the church should abolish all laws, but I do think pastoral care of people should always take priority over rules. It's clearly the way Jesus would have handled it. I don't recall Jesus ever stressing the law above all else regardless of the situation. What he did stress was a new kind of law, a law of love. During his Last Supper, he said to his disciples, I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. There you have it. Jesus said Christians will be known by our love for one another, not by how well we obey the laws and rules. Sad to say, some of our church laws are not very loving. Let me repeat myself to make a point. Following church law does not equal strong faith. 
following laws for law's sake has no value. I think it can actually diminish our faith because it causes us to put too much of our attention and effort on the rules rather than our relationship with God. Take our Lenten regulations on fasting and abstinence, for example. For many people, this is their primary focus during Lent. Give something up and don't eat meat on Fridays. If they do that, they've had a successful Lent. But is that leading them to a stronger relationship with God? Perhaps. But not if they do it without understanding fully why they are doing it. There must be greater meaning behind the sacrifices if they are to lead us to a deeper faith in and relationship with God. That's what the bishop should be stressing, not just the sacrificial actions. Remember Hosea. It is love that I desire, not sacrifice. To be appropriate and helpful, rules must spur us to love. They must lead us to a stronger relationship with God, which Jesus said is lived out through our love for others. Remember his story of the judgment of nations in Matthew 25? He said, The king will say to those on his right, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And the king will say to them, Whatever you did to these least brothers and sisters of mine, you did to me. In this story, Jesus is trying to help us understand the kingdom. And nowhere in this story does he speak of rules or laws or being perfect. He speaks only of love and compassion. Everything Jesus did and said comes down to relationship. So if you want to grow in your faith, work on your relationships. Concentrate your time and energy on compassion, forgiveness, service, and love. Let me share with you a few reflection questions for your further consideration. In general, where do you stand on the importance of church laws? What effect do they have on your Christian identity? Can you articulate why they are important for you and how they strengthen your relationship with God? Which rules do you feel you absolutely must follow consistently? And which, if any, might you regard as unnecessary? No matter where you stand on this issue, even if you are one who believes it necessary to follow all rules to the letter, these are important questions to ponder. It's important that we know why we are being required to do the things we do and how it affects our faith. Because ultimately, the rules will fade away but our faith 
and our relationship with God is eternal. Let us pray. Lord God, help us to live as you taught us to live, not according to any law of man, but by your commandment to love. Help us to see all people as our brothers and sisters and to build relationships of love. Help us to love God above all and our fellow humans as we love ourselves. Amen. I hope this faith talk was helpful for you. Please share it with others. Follow me on Instagram and join me for my next faith talk. Until then, know that you are in my prayers. May God bless you.